This is Sam from the Masculine Journey podcast, and our goal with the podcast is help you to try to find your way in this difficult world. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. To infinity and beyond! Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Eight days a week, eight days a week, I love you. Eight days a week... Eight days a week today on the Christian Car Guy Show. <laughs> oh, I do love it. Jerry, I mean, we're going to go where no man has gone before. <laughs> All I say this morning is I hope everybody fastens their seatbelts and gets ready for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so eight days a week today on the Christian Car Guy Show. So you heard Buzz Lightyear at the beginning from infinity beyond. And if you know the word infinity is an eight on its side. Maybe you thought about that. I don't know. And then the birds, eight miles high. You, you might have heard that. And, of course, Herman's Hermits, one of my favorite. Well, we're going to do a little bit on that on the Third segment on Hermit's um, I'm Henry the Eighth I Am. And then, of course, the Beatles with Eight Days a Week, which is the title of our show. And I think you're going to see why that was a hit. <laughs> so there's a biblical idea in there that's just absolutely amazing that the Beatles came on. And I don't know, it might have had something to do with it. So today's show, as always, is brought to you by Hebrew Letter Like Sesame Street. And today's show you may not be shocked to know that we're going to use the eighth letter <laughs> a theme going here i think <laughs> uh which is the hebrew letter het which very much means marriage and it and, and it kind of means a life and and so it's going to be really fun to explore all this and i got to tell you the reason why jerry's laughing because he knows how much we're going to juggle into this show so in the second segment today very special guest we have jim graham who's the director of ford's driving skills for life because guess what it's national teen driver safety week starting next week so and we're all about teen drivers being safe here at the christian car guy show and then in the third segment how fun we have i don't know if you knew this but it's kind of like you may not have known there was a christian car guy it's kind of an oxymoron well do you know that there's a that god has a comic <laughs> if you go to a comedy club you might be expecting a lot of things, but what you may not expect is Brad Stein, who we have coming up. <laughs> what a treat. That's going to be in the third segment. So getting back to what we're actually talking about to Jerry, um, and we'll try to carry through this uh, show today, is there's a, an amazing connection between eight days and the idea of anointing, right? And if you know, I've been studying, doing a podcast on the 119th Psalm, and you may know that each verse of the 100, I mean, each section of the 119th Psalm has eight verses on each of the 22 Hebrew letters. And so this number eight keeps coming up as I've been praying, praying, God, show me what's going on with this eighth verse. 
And as I've been praying, he's been opening up my eyes to a lot of things. So you may know that a Hebrew boy is circumcised on the eighth day, as Jesus was. And his whole life is a picture of eights, if you really think about it. (laughs) Um, And the word Jesus itself, Christ, is the word anointed. So it was Messiah, you know. So the, 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 the word Christ at the end of Jesus' name, Jesus Christ, means Jesus the anointed one or Yeshua, salvation anointed. And so when you, when you get to this idea of the Messiah, that, that word has everything to do with being anointed too. Now consider with me and just do the math that Jesus arrived in Jerusalem on the triumphal entry on a Sunday. So if you count off eight days from his triumphal entry would be the eighth day that he actually came out of the tomb. Okay? Now, many, 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 many people, including my boss, have written on the subject of the seven last words of Jesus. And so he did have, and you know, just some amazing, amazing stuff Stu has written on the seven last words of Jesus and things I have pondered. But ponder with me what would be the eighth words after he was put on the cross. And those would be the first words that came out of his mouth, the eighth words on the eighth day (laughs) after he had risen from the dead. And if you're like me and you realize that we are the bride of Christ, who are all to an extent a woman, and, and I could make a biblical case for that. So as the bride of Christ, it's a female kind of thing. And so Jesus says to his church, believe me, he says, woman, why are you crying and who is it? you are looking for, okay? So as I describe that to you, I mean, I'm sure that's an Easter sermon ready to preach, right, Jerry? (laughs) Gearing up. (laughs) Uh, Woman, right? Why are you crying? And who is it that you're looking for? So as as you look at these verses in the 119th Psalm, you can kind of see this particular anointing that's on that eighth verse. Right. If, if, actually, if if you look in the pay section, which is, you know, in the middle of it about it's I believe it's 136 verses says. Um, well, I got the wrong page. No wonder <laughs> I didn't have what it says, but it says rivers of water run down my eyes. It's first 136 river of waters. This is the eighth verse in the hundred of the 119th Psalm of the. Pay section, rivers of water run down my eyes because they keep not thy law. You, you see the sadness in there? And, and, and if you think about the psalmist himself, right, he wrote the 13th Psalm, which, which is how long will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? You can get that sense he had of that anointing of why are you crying and who are you looking for? Are you, are you following me? And, and when you really think about your life, yeah, you might, we have joy, and in his presence is fullness of joy, and I get it, and we have so many things that are wonderful, wonderful. But down in our soul somewhere is this crying and, and looking for Jesus, Jerry. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of the, to ponder there for sure. But, you know, the thing is that, that that's what Christianity, that's what our faith brings to us is that that. that that fulfillment of that and which is only through Christ and because we live in a world that tries to replace that with everything else and then we're still waterfalls are are just pouring over us 
right, right, right. And when so you may know this. It's really fun. I think it's cool that Hanukkah, right? You've heard that. It's celebrated about the same time we celebrate Christmas. You know how many days they celebrate Hanukkah? <laughs> we big, yeah, big yeah. yes of eight, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And do you know what Hanukkah's about? Like, there was a menorah that didn't run out of oil for how many days? Eight. <laughs> and do you think oil is just a coincidence? You know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, there's a significant connection between eight days a week, right, a- and an anointing and oil, and and it and it's throughout the scriptures, right. You can see that the the temple itself was anointed, or or you know, Aaron and Moses uh, anointed the tabernacle on the eighth day, and all these things. That there's something really, really cool. So the Beatles hit on it, man. Eight eight days a week. You think that was how? how what was the inspiration for that? For the Beatles, <laughs> yeah. I want. <laughs> well, maybe they were they saw a Hanukkah yeah. menorah and they were thinking, wow, it's you know, it's really really a cool thing. And you know, the Maccabees had come back. Hanukkah is a really cool thing, you know. And when they got to the temple, the all their oil had been defiled, and all they could find was one day's worth of oil that had the the. The, the priest's seal on it that said this was pure oil because only pure oil could be put in the menorah. And it was one day's worth of oil, but they had to have the oil, the, the menorah burning continually in order to meet the law, and they wanted to start the sacrifices. And so as they put this one day's worth of oil in, they needed eight days in order to get more pure oil based on the laws of purification. And so it was a complete miracle, the miracle A1 that the Maccabees, you know, got the Greeks out of the temple. But then, you know, the fact that they got the oil to burn for eight days to create that purity so that they could get back on schedule. And, of course, if it hadn't been for Judas Maccabeus, you know, who knows what Judas' name would have been. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, you know. (laughs) That is a rabbit trail, okay. (laughs) But nonetheless, as you think about eight days a week, we're going to get to, like I said, we got Ford coming up in the next segment. He's going to be talking about National Teen Safety Week. And you might say, Robbie, what in the world does this oil have to do with cars and anointing? Well, let me just tell you that if your car is not anointed, it won't go far. (laughs) You you will pay the price. Most cars need at least five quarts of anointing in order... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to go. We pick to them up all the time that don't get the anointing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you may have thoughts along these lines, and we're going to be talking a lot about it in the last segment. Next segment up, we got, again, uh, Ford with this National Team Safety Week. I'm looking very much forward to that. And then we got Brad Stein in the third segment. So much more Christian Car Guy coming up. I'm so glad you tuned in with us today. So grateful that you're listening. This is the Truth Network. Eight days a week. Eight days a week. I love you. Eight days a week is not enough to show I care. Days a week today on the Christian Car Guy Show. (laughs) 
and we love our teens eight days a week, right? And so, you know, I am just delighted as I can be that Ford has this, you know, driving skills for life. And we're more than blessed to have with us Jim Graham, who is the director of that for Ford. And Jim, it's National Teen Driver Safety Week coming up on the 17th, right? It sure is, and uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's uh, it's a time to reflect back on the issues around teen safe driving, which could be very serious. Uh, the leading cause of death of teens is vehicle crashes, so we want to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, and I have in the studio with me here, Jim, um, my good friend with Ray's Body Shop, and he was telling me actually during the break, you talk about a tragedy is watching a family come and clean out their child's car if they were killed in a car accident. And so, you know, this is a serious life and death, like, oh, my goodness, right? So we're so well, grateful sure that, that Ford has is, is got this initiative because these, these are critical issues, especially with today's teens and their addiction to their phones. Well, you're exactly right. And about 4,000 teens lose their lives every year, and, you know, we don't want to lose one. So, uh, you know, the real issue with teens is the lack of experience, and then you throw in things like, you know, distracted driving, uh, speeding and things, and, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. So what Ford Driving Skills for Life does, we go around the country putting on hands-on driving events. Actually, we're in Nashville today doing one. Uh, We'll put teens in with professional instructors and try to teach them some skills they didn't learn in basic driver's education. Uh, to get them, you know, kind of the next step in the learning process and give them some skills that can help keep them out of those problems on the road. Yeah, and how cool is that? So do you guys have like a website like our listeners could go to to find out when there might be one of those events in their area? Yes, we sure do. Uh, the website is drivingskillsforlife.com, and there's an area that says hands-on events, and there's a notification list you can get on. And when we're in that area, we'll send an email out to that person on there. Uh, the other thing I'll mention is that we have great online training, too. There's an area on the website called the Academy, and it basically simulates what we do in our hands-on program in person, and it's a web-based curriculum. It takes a couple hours, so I would encourage parents to do that, too. And there's other great stuff on there, too, like a parenting contract, but uh, there's resources available. But if you can come to one of our hands-on programs, they are free, and uh, you know that's probably the best you can get because there's no substitute for hands-on driving experience. There really, really isn't, and I know one of the things that I'm sure Jerry would say too that that I I just freaks me out how often people lose it right here is when they go off the road and they try to correct to get back onto the road and that's where they flip and so many lose their lives right there. So do you have something along those lines that you're working with them on? Uh, we sure do. We have what we call vehicle handling uh, course, and that's a very common thing: overcorrecting and not knowing the proper not knowing the process to get out of that. So the back end slides, you know, it's like an over, uh, oversteer, and, you know, they typically overcorrect, and they end up going into traffic coming the other way. So we have an exercise. We put them in a, in a small oval, and we have a Mustang with casters underneath the back of it, so it's very loose. They go around the corner, it slides. We teach them how to control the slide and how to correct it properly. Really? Basically, yeah, you know, a lot of it has to do with use of the eyes. Look where you want to go. But, you know, you turn, turn into the slide, but you also need to look where you want to go. So in many cases, teens just overcorrect, and that's what we find in most all the exercises. Uh, we have another exercise called hazard recognition, so it basically teaches them what to do if something happens on the highway in front of them. Uh, there's, there's a lot of options, not just slamming on the brakes. You can go left, you can go right. So we teach them all about what to look for in those situations. Um, but they, it's all things they didn't learn in driver's education. It's really advanced. 
and the instructors are really awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and the most important thing is they remember these things when they're out on the highway and it can save them from getting into a potential deadly crash. Right. And, and, and for right now, we need to remember the website. Tell us again. What is it called? It's, yeah, it's drivingskillsforlife.com. The other thing I just mentioned is, you know, during COVID, when there was less people on the highway, we actually saw an increase, a significant increase in traffic deaths. And that's very disturbing. And we know a lot of it has to do with speeding. And we've seen examples of people speeding over 100 miles an hour common in various states. And uh, so I think the open highways kind of let people kind of release their anxiety or whatever, but that caused a lot of crashes. So, you know, speeding is a big issue. And young people have a disproportionate number of crashes in speeding and a disproportionate number of crashes overall. And that's just because of the lack of experience. So it's a great opportunity to focus on teen driving during this week. Hey, Jim, I, I got a question. Is there, this is Jerry. Uh, can Is there a website or a, or a resource that I can get information because what you're talking about, especially the online training, as as Robbie said, I mean, it is just heartbreaking when a parent comes down and has to clean out a vehicle from from an accident where a child was killed, and, and, and it happens way too much. And most of the time it is things that can be prevented uh, you know, I really encourage, I know when my daughter got her license, I took her out and we kind of went through, I, I ran off the road a little bit, tried to get back on, just different things to walk through. We kind of take a lot of that stuff for granted and just uh, just the awareness of what's around you and how easy it is to be distracted and stuff. So, man, if there was, if y'all had a resource that y'all had a pamphlet or something where I could, yeah, for me personally, yeah, we, where we I sure. could put it in my place of business and because I'm I'm continually preaching what you're talking about right here because of it can be so much of it can be prevented. Well, you're exactly right. And, and on the prevention thing, we know that 94% of all crashes that involve fatalities can be eliminated because it's due to driver error, driver, you know, bad decisions. We all do it. Uh, so 94% of that, that 40,000 people a year die on U.S. highways. And that's up. It's like the highest it's been in a long time. 40,000 people. 94% of them we know can be created, uh, eliminated if we just make better decisions, speeding, all those things. So, yes, on our website, uh, there's a lot of information there. But I, what I'd probably recommend you refer people to the academy because it takes about two hours to go through. I encourage a parent and teen to go through it together. It takes what we're doing in our hands-on course, and we've essentially filmed it. And they get to go through it, and it really teaches them all these things that we talk about in our hands-on course. So that's excellent. And the other thing on the website is a parent-teen contract, which I would encourage parents and teens to do the contract together. It really makes a difference that parents are involved and lead by example, and I think those are great tools that I'd recommend. So drivingskillsforlife.com has that, and there's also a contact area if you want to do more with us. We certainly can talk about even coming out to your area and doing a hands-on program. That would be so awesome. And I would add... You know, if you drive safe in front of your teen, right, they're watching you. And if you're always going six or seven miles over the speed limit, guess what they think? You know? Exactly and it's, right. It's, exactly so, right. It's so what we got to do. I hate we're out of time. Jim, you're awesome, man. We, we really appreciate you doing this. Again, the, the website is drivingskills.com. And, and God bless you, Jim. Keep up the great work. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Truth Network.
I told you there was a story behind that song in the beginning of the show, and actually in in Dillmore lore, <clears throat> they know that if 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 they ever take me someplace where they're doing karaoke, right? What they're gonna do <laughs> is they're always going to always. Dad, you gotta get up there and sing because it's a chance for me to do my British accent, Jerry. You know, like oh, I'm Henry, the I thought I am Henry, and, and oh, we bring we do we bring down the house, Carmen. So speaking of bringing down the house, <laughs> if you could actually picture that, it's 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 fun. Oh, I can picture. Uh, yeah. So Tammy and I, our first date. You know, we were married thirty three years ago yesterday, and our first date was at a comedy club. That was in Raleigh at the time. And, uh, you know, we wanted to celebrate that this year. So we went, we, we actually went to the Comedy Zone in Greensboro last week. And when we were there, I always thought the Christian car guy was the ultimate, like, oxymoron. But I found something like God's comic. Like, what the heck? And, and so we, we went there. We didn't really know what to expect. But then there's this comic. I am telling you. We, we were blown away at the Christian content and absolutely hilarious because he spoke the truth the whole time, um, I think nearly two hours. And so I asked him if he possibly, because I saw he was going to be in Greenville tonight, right? So if you're listening on his radio in Greenville right now, guess what? Brad's going to be there tonight. And do you want to find out the comedy zone there in Greenville? But welcome, Brad. Well, I can't imagine where I'd rather be than on your radio station. I'm not <laughs> resting, not sleeping after a long night of work and entertaining other people who desperately needed my genius. But instead, uh, I said, I'm going to wake up. And so I got up. I didn't just get up for this show. I got up even earlier so I could be in sackcloth and ashes. I began fasting for you at least a week ago. Uh, and just asking God, what do I say to this man? Because clearly he chose the wrong profession, and I need to help him find his way through the wilderness into uh, his true calling, which I think is a used car salesman. Now, I don't know <laughs> what that means. I'm just trying to hear from God. I don't want to presume. But anyway, we're here now, so what the heck? Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. So, you know, Brad, you, you seem to have, you know, and we, we were talking about you know, it's Teen Safety Week, and so one of the big issues out there are these signs that obviously we all need to pay attention to, and it seemed to be something you really had a heart for car signs, like signs that on the road. Yeah, I have a, well, I have a heart for them because they're so absurd. Uh, I just, you know, I think that you have to understand something, though. Uh, the, the teens that we now have in America, the millennial age, um, clearly, have got to be the most mm, challenged uh, uh, mentally of all of the generations of America. I saw a, a, a commercial that was telling the kids they shouldn't text and drive. Now, <clears throat> do you hear what I just said to you? Yeah. We now have a generation of kids that need to be told, when you're driving 65 miles an hour, don't type. <laughs> Now, I didn't know that was going to be an issue. I don't remember growing up saying, you know, when we were, we didn't even have cell phones, didn't have texting. Don't remember anybody ever saying, while you're driving, don't read the newspaper. I don't remember anybody ever mentioning that. Don't remember people saying, when you're walking down the hallway, just continue to read a book and run into things like they do with their phones. Nobody had to tell us. And yet that's what we have now. We have to tell kids, this isn't a good idea. 
to be reading and typing while driving a machine. So I, I knew that something had happened to us, and uh, this is really what I think comedy is great at. And what it's important and and what its value is is more than just laughs. It's fun to laugh. Everybody likes to laugh. It's, as long as you experience joy, that's a God-created construct. But, but the biggest thing for comedy to me is exposing stupid things, foolish things, crazy things, funny things, weird things about the culture so people can laugh at it because... You know, we've lost so much freedom uh, in America. The free speech is so uh, in danger. Uh, in, and, you know, free speech is the barometer for all speech and for all freedom. Because if I can control your speech, I get to control your thoughts. If I control your thoughts, I control your behavior. And if I control your behavior, I control you. And if I control you, I own you. I'm your master. This is not what America was built on. We're built on freedom and autonomy and uh, that all of our rights came from God. So this is why um, when I'm out doing comedy, I'm talking about ideas like this. I'm talking about the values that uh, the original intent of the Founding Fathers. I talk about free speech and liberty and why it's so important and now why we, we have to fight for it and not wait for others to do it. Why you can't be a coward. Why you can't be uh, brought down by wokeness and canceling. No, you fight back. You don't have to allow yourself to be controlled by these ideas because they're cancerous and they're killing us. So people don't necessarily expect that from a comedy show because obviously uh, there's very few comedians that lean right and who are Christians. So uh, that's really what I've tried to do. It's what God has asked me to do, and it's why I'm in Greenville tonight at the Comedy Zone, like you said, at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock tonight, uh, trying to show that Christians and conservatives will support free speech uh, amongst their own. And so that's really what I'm trying to do. Is, is It's a proof of concept. Will Christians come to a nightclub where there's drinks, and they don't have to drink, you know, some do, some don't, uh, but will you come out and support something to show that we will stand for something we think is more you know, important uh, than just uh, wringing our hands and being concerned that things are going to the south? We'll do something. Get out there and invest in something. You know, Protest by putting your money where your mouth is and supporting things that allow us to tell our message in the dark places uh, in our nation. And really, that's what it's all about. So, you know. And like you said, it's still funny, you know. That's the oh, it's, comedy. It's, it's completely it's a full of sugar with the medicine. <laughs> It was so much fun, and I got to tell you, Tammy and I looked at each other. I'm pretty sure he's going to have an altar call here any second. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of my that's kind of my my forte. There is to just push the envelope. I just, you know, I, I, I believe it's God's calling on my life. Obviously, I have a ministry. I have a podcast I do on Monday nights on Facebook right now. I'll put, obviously, I'm going to have to find other alternative platforms because soon I'll be, I'll be vanquished. But um, I do that on uh, 7 o'clock uh, Central Time on Facebook. Live. You know, I'm trying to just use what God has given me, the ability to be funny, and, but hopefully educated and concerned about, you know, truth and use it uh, in the marketplace of ideas, especially in America. This is where I was called. This is where I was born. I care about all people all around the world, obviously, but um, this is my territory. This is where I am. And so I'm trying to be a missionary to America. And uh, hopefully, um, before it's too late. 
Oh, it's just so awesome, man. His name, again, is Brad Stein. And, yes, he has the podcast there, Monday Nights on Facebook. And you can find him actually by bradstein.com, which Stein is spelled S-T-I-N-E. Um, yeah, like fine wine. It's a very odd spelling. Well, it's not odd. It's, I mean, it actually sounds doesn't spell <laughs> the way it actually sounds, but nobody ever spells it like that. But, uh, yeah, S-T-I-N-E. But bradstein.com, it'll tell you what I'm working. I work a lot of churches. I look a lot. I do a lot of fundraisers for pregnancy resource centers, Christian schools, um, or churches or whatever. I do a lot of those. I have uh, Christmas parties for for. Uh, um, thinking of Christmas, you know, for churches or whatever that want to do something fun and different, you know. So, you know, listen, we don't have to take a back seat uh, to the secular world as believers um, to have quality and sophistication in our entertainment and our arts. And that was the other thing that was really important to me, was to be able to bring the quality of comedy that you would see in the clubs and in the Netflix specials and so forth. Uh, and yet be committed to my faith and to Christ and to uh, the values that I believe are consistent with Christianity. I'm not political. I don't go around saying vote this guy or that guy. What I am is culturally uh, aware. I talk about the ideas that are happening in the culture, because that's the purpose of Christianity, right. and is that's to evaluate that... the culture and to pre- bring truth to the light. And, and so... I, Tammy and I both said that man is anointed. I mean, when you, you have a gifting, a complete gift, like th- there were other comedians that we heard that night. There wasn't anybody even close, right? So when he stood on the stage and you saw the energy and what he did for the length of time he did it, we just looked at each other. We went, wow, how in the world? And so when he said he was tired after a night of entertaining, I'm telling you, <laughs> like, we get that. I mean, yeah. you bring so much energy that I, we were just blown away. And so we're just we're, we're just praising God for you and praying for you that, again, you'll have a big time there. And, and he, the first time I saw him, I realized when I saw him, was at the NRB at the National Religious Broadcasters yeah. Convention. So he'd been there as well. So... Do you right. want to do something cool in your church? I'm telling you, bring Brad. It's Brad Stein, bradstein.com. Okay, we've got more eight days a week coming up. Brad, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. And if you guys are in Greenville, come on out tonight. Comedy Zone, 7 and 9. Greenville, South Carolina, at the Comedy Zone, 7 o'clock tonight. Thanks, Brad. God bless. All right, we got eight days a week coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Truth Network. Eight days a week. Eight days a week. I love you. Eight days a week. is not enough to show I care. Oh, I need your love, babe. Yes, you know it's true. Hope you know. Days a week, eight days a week today on the Christian Car Guy radio show. So we've had a lot of fun with this topic, the idea of, wow, there's a connection between eight and the anointing. And speaking of anointing, The Cure is coming up today, if you're listening to the Truth Network, and they're going to be talking about how family courts have gone wrong and with Eric Carroll. And that's going to be coming on at 1 o'clock on The Truth, if you're here in Winston-Salem on The Truth Network. So you don't want to miss that. And also, I want to say, talk about anointing. I mean, it's just, I'm thinking that the city of Snohomish, if I've said that right, and I'm sure they'll tell me I didn't, 
in Washington, which th- those guys are so wonderful. We have so many calls on the Christian Car Guy show from Snohomish. Well, I got a call after I left the show last Saturday from Dawn in Snohomish. I got, she calls me um, and, and sh- shares you know, what we were talking about last, in last week's topic. But then <clears throat> she sends me in the mail this week the, these really cool name tags. Right, and and I didn't get them up there today. I hope to, but I will get them up at ChristianCarGuy.com. Or maybe you can order them from Dawn. There are several different ones. One of them, my family will laugh at me forever because it says, "Hi, I can't remember your name either." <laughs> <laughs> but the one that was really really cool was, it says Jesus, but you have to read it between the lines, and you really have to stare at it in order to get an idea that it that it says Jesus, and you're supposed to put it right over your heart. And, of course, you know, it's a great talk starter. Like this thing, you're like, well, can't you read between the lines? It it says Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So we thank you for our friends in Snohomish. And certainly we're talking about today, you know, I've been on this 118th Psalm for a long time. 119th Psalm. Yeah, he looked at me like I'm crazy. It's 119th Psalm. (laughs) And I've, and I've been working, working, working on it. And I've had a sense of what the seven, you know, there's a matrix behind the seven, which has to do with the seven spirits of God. But it was the eighth verse that was driving me nuts. And I, and I came across this idea of what was the eighth word from Jesus on the eighth day as he came out of the tomb on the eighth day after the triumphal entry and here it is. I want to say it again to you and let you just ponder this, because I just think that this thing just it just speaks to my soul in ways I never had really noticed it before. But he said, woman, why are you crying? And who is it that you are looking for? And as the church, right, that, that that's we're a woman, right? And why are we crying? And who are we looking for? Just like you just heard Brad Stein, Jerry, right? Yeah, that he's he he said it really cool that he's a missionary to America. You know that of all all he said that probably resonated just 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 that verbiage and stuff and that that's true. But you know what, Robbie? The truth is we all are. Yeah, we are, and read between the lines, right? Yeah, and 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 so we see that person crying, right? We know what they're looking for. <laughs> Whatever you know, you know what I'm saying. The whole world is out there crying. What they're really looking for is Jesus, right? That that is what they're looking for, and and I would not have known it anywhere close to I have known it. But you know, I I, I almost hesitate to say this, but I won't. Okay, so we went to see Brad as we were talking about. We went to the comedy club, comedy zone in Greensboro, and. Oh my goodness! Did he offend people? <laughs> I mean, but he could offend people and get away with it. Most of them were just laughing, right? But clearly, there were some people that earlier on had said some words, very strong curse words, throughout the show. These people, they blew out of there so fast it was unbelievable because they could see immediately that this guy was not their cup of tea, right? And as I was sitting there thinking, it breaks my heart because what he is actually sharing is funny. (laughs) 
compared to what some of the guys before him like you got to be kidding me that's not funny but but when he got on there it was funny and, and i thought unfortunately it won't be long at some point in time they're going to be crying right and 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 they need the anointing. I mean, they need it. They need to know that why they're, who are they looking for? It's, it's Jesus. It just is. Yeah, you know, we as, as humans, you know, God created us with that, that, that void in our, in our soul and our heart and stuff. And, but we, as I said, as humans, and, and it goes for generation after generation and keeps trying to replace that instead of putting Jesus Christ there, we keep, you know, that's where the addictions are, the, you know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it may be. It's, and it does feel good. Anyone will tell you, anybody's an addict, it does initially feel good. But then all of a sudden that gaping hole is still there. And, you know, Christ is the only thing that's going to bring comfort there. But it, yeah, I, I think so many times we have, the opportunity to share and then we are afraid that we're going to step on some toes or offend you know if you look back christ stepped on some toes yeah. christ offended quite a bit and so i looked at you know the one that just kept puzzling me the verse that kept puzzling and kept on being puzzled and puzzled at the end of the very first section of eight verses so it's the eighth verse in the olive section it says, I will keep your statutes. Well, that's a positive statement. I'm going to keep your statutes. And the statutes, from, from the psalmist's point of view, are the high, hard, you know, really difficult things to, to do, something that we really, you know, don't even know how to do them. He said, I will keep your statutes. And then he says this. This is the part that always confused me. Oh, forsake me not utterly and that word utterly in hebrew is miod and that's the same word with like all your heart all your soul and all your strength in other words we're not talking about forsaking me a little bit okay we're like throwing me out forsaking me <laughs> like and so you know what what and and king david understood the word miod believe me if anybody did cuz he he was wholehearted right and he understood and so why why was he saying Oh, forsake me not utterly, I think, because of this anointing. I think it was because, David, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Right? Isn't that neat? I, I, it just really it just keeps resonating in my soul. And as I go through the different verses, and then as I said in the beginning section, when you get to the pay, right, then he says, rivers of water flow from my eyes. This is the eighth verse in the pay section. Rivers of waters run down my eyes because they keep not thy law. Well, I don't know about your eyes. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. I mean, it just is tough, right? In, in, in another part of the psalm, he says, you know, turn my ways, eyes away from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in a way. But, you know, it's pretty easy to turn your eyes to vain things, right? But it's it's so easy to turn our eyes to things like what are we doing looking at that? Yeah, it's so subtle. I mean, I think that's that's society now. Sin is so subtle. I mean, it's always been an issue, but I think in today's time. But once again, what are we really looking for, right? 
what are we really looking for when our eyes are going wherever they shouldn't be going? Which is, you know, it's it's, it's good to know. I shared that with David a little bit. <laughs> but I, you know, it's There's just you <laughs> So anyway, as you go through your week, just think there's eight days a week. And on the eighth day, right, that, that, that at some point, right, we, we, he is coming back. And, and we're going to get to see what we look for. And, and don't miss that your car needs an anointing, right? And your kids need to check out this, this website, drivingskills.com. Go there with your teen and, and spend some time there. It sounds like a really an amazing oh, thing. Yeah. To I, would, I would encourage everyone to spend time. And remember, slow down because your kids are watching. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This is The Truth Network.